Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, um, my name's Ash Bergman. Uh, really, I'm just a dog lover. Uh, I had animals my whole life. First dog was in a pet store and I've been dog training for 10 years now and uh, I've also been doing dog daycare for the last five years, so, which is a lot of fun. And um, so I work with a lot of different breeds, but uh, the Bully Cuda has my heart. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> here's one right here. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Hey. Yeah, come here. <laughs> they wonder they're wondering why I'm talking <laughs> yeah look at him uh, yeah well I imported my first in 2011 mm-hmm. uh, I was um, I was just looking for I guess my dream dog I've always been really uh, attracted to India and like their artwork and the Hindu culture and um, Hindu um, religion as well and I don't know. Uh, so it was funny when I came across the Bully Kuda and I was just like, that's an amazing dog. I saw videos of them just, you know, there's a lot of talk about them being aggressive and things like that, kind of like with the pit bull, you know, but mm-hmm. the videos are just playing with the smaller dogs and being like such loose and goofy, happy attitudes. And I just fell in love with them. And so I met Jonu. Uh, well, actually, I reached out to a lot of different people through the internet, mm-hmm. trying to learn more, you know, different dogmen that work with the Bulukuda, trying to learn about the breed. And um, several of them would send me pictures of their dogs or teaching me about them. But for some reason, him and I uh, just loved his dogs. He was always very honest. He didn't hype them up, which a lot of people do. They try to say they're bigger, you know, than they are. They're, you know, more than they are. But he was always very honest. Mm-hmm. So. I imported my first through him, 2011. I got another female in 2012, and I've been addicted to the breed ever since. Okay. And talk about the differences that you've noticed between, like, the Bully Cutta and then our our standard dog breeds here in the United States. Uh, well, I don't know. I would say they're different uh, intellectually. Um, my boy, uh, and with these puppies, too, you notice they, they learn a lot through watching like they're observing you and they'll, um, they, when I train them, they pick on so fast. My male, my first boy, uh, Akuru, uh, well, I named him Akuru, but, uh, when we actually brought him over, we ended up renaming him Osiris. So, so Osiris, Akuru, same dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught him, Hey, I taught him, um, to jump up and turn the lights off for me because he was such a big boy. So it lights out and he'd jump up and paw at the light switch for me. And uh, yeah, he knew speak, roll over, you know, um, I'd say, watch it. And he'd watch whatever was going on. Uh, such a great dog. Uh, and he was very in tune with um, my emotions. Like he was always aware of how I was feeling. And he would, um, if I was feeling like nervous about somebody, he would pick up on that and he would stand in front of me. But he wasn't an aggressive dog. He never bit anybody, anything like that. He did growl um, if somebody was coming towards us and they were, you know, in an aggressive manner. He did growl at somebody before, but he never bit anybody or 
Yeah, he was a amazing dog. Oh well, um, my male he's he's no longer with me, but he's still alive. Um, okay. When I actually broke up with my ex because mm-hmm. we had them together, he kept the dogs. Okay. Um, but he ended up giving the male to a, somebody else, and he has the female with him. She's about seven now. Okay. Um, and she's still young. Like she does, she doesn't no gray on her muzzle. No, she's active, agile. She mm-hmm. acts like, you know, a young dog still, which is, you know, uh, my, <laughs> my two-year-old German shepherd all, already all gray in her face. So it's kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, I, uh, from what I've talked to with the other people and John they tell me that they can live 15 to 20 years if you take care of them really well. Mm-hmm. They're actually, you know, a lot of large breeds. Uh, they have a shorter lifespan. Mm-hmm. The Bully Kudo seems to be a really healthy breed. Well, there's um, there's kind of uh, two types really mm-hmm. now uh, because they they mix the Bully Kudo a lot with other breeds when they use them yeah. for dog fighting, mm-hmm. hunting, and things like that. Um, and there's another type that is considered to be the pure ancient type, which they call the Sutra Bully Kudo. And that's the type that we like to focus on. Okay. Um, uh, the other type, um, can be they want them to have more height so they breed them with great dane they want them to be more aggressive so they breed them with pit bulls for dog fighting or they want them for hunting they'll mix them with the gold terrier that they have in pakistan yeah. so um you'll see them different like skinnier heads taller lankier bodies um, some of them are shorter less skin that kind of thing um the other type uh the ancient type is more of a they're a stocky, blocky dog, but they're not overdone like a mastiff. They're still agile, mm-hmm. and athletic. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a good amount of stamina for being such a large breed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bully kuda uh, comes from the word boli, meaning wrinkly, and kuda means dog. So it's a dog. But the other breeds in India, they're not heavily breed, or the breeds that are, you know, come from that area aren't heavily wrinkled in that mm-hmm. way. So um, <clears throat> this breed... Uh, the actual Bulukuda has a lot of skin. He has like a, a wrinkle under his eye. Um, when they're when they look down, their skin kind of hangs on their face. And mm-hmm. when they're making curious expressions, they get a lot of wrinkles on their forehead and that kind of thing. But they're not, you know, excessively saggy like a neo. Right. Um, yeah. They got a big, big thick rib cage. Um, their rib cage comes down to about their elbow. You know. Um, not overly done, not small, because they need, uh, you know, big lungs to be able to mm-hmm. breathe and go for a lot longer, more stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, their tails are long, long tail straight. They probably go down to their hawk. Uh, their tail is almost as long as their body. Wow. Uh, long tails, keep it mm-hmm. long, straight. You'll notice um, in a lot of the pictures. Mm-hmm. So that type, you'll see pictures um, in the from old times and you'll see carvings and paintings of dogs that look like that type of bulikuda. And that is the type, you know, that is the history that they come from. Um, kings, ancient Indian kings would use them for war. They use them for hunting. They use them for entertainment, for fighting. Um, and they use them for fighting bears and lions and things like that for entertainment. So that is the history of the bulikuda and the ancient type bulikuda. The modern type bully kuda now is used for hunting, guarding, and dog fights. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's 
scares off a lot of people here in the Western world is yes. that is what they see online and what they read about the bully cut as being a strictly fighting dog instead of you know the history, the long history it has, and and the other functions that it could could do, like you know, like you're in Texas, hog hunting is a is an important mm-hmm. uh, thing. Then they could probably do pretty well uh, doing stuff like that, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, I hog hunting. My first boy, I actually took him and did a little bit of shutton with him, uh-huh. but I didn't continue it because um, I was young and you know I just didn't go through with it. But he loved it and he did really good. And I'd love to. Uh, my new little puppy. I don't know. Uh, I'll see what I do with him. But uh, yeah, I think you know they have a lot of purposes. And here we have a lot of farms too. Yeah. So these dogs are really good for guard. They do great with horses, cattle, chickens, ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a parrot. They don't bother my parrot. They're just curious. The cats, they don't bother the cats. But uh, they see a rat, they'll go after the rat. <laughs> they know, you know, these animals are our family. Those, that's the prey. Like, they're very intelligent. So mm-hmm. they do great as livestock animals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I never use a leash with my dogs either. They're, they're naturally little followers. Uh, of course, um, if you have a male, especially, um, they can be aggressive with other male dogs. I've, I've noticed smaller dogs, they never pay any mind to. Um, it's only if it's a larger dog that's showing a challenge, they'll now actually fight back. They're bully, you know, pit bulls, they have a drive to fight. Um, and they're extremely highly dog aggressive. And I think a lot of people in the Western world kind of see that and they, you know, translate that to the bully cuda, but the bully cuda isn't that way. They get along with the other pack members um they fight for dominance Mm -hmm. they're not like driven they don't have that same type of drive okay Um, they love children too like my boy he would seek out kids and he was so gentle he would sit there in front of them like this and just let them pet him and he just like reach out his paw but like gentle so gentle it's like he's aware of his size Mm -hmm. he'd play with smaller dogs you know i have a video on our Facebook page, the Sutra Budalakuda of him with a little Pomeranian, and that Pomeranian is an intact male, too, and it doesn't ma- matter to him. It's just a little, oh, you're small, you're cute, hi, who are you? You mm-hmm. know, they're, they, they're not a killer dog. Mm. I think they get hyped up a lot because people like to say, oh, my dog's the biggest, my dog's the best, you know, oh, mm-hmm. mine's the scariest, be afraid of my dog. Everybody likes to make their dog sound better than they are, or meaner than they are. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's why I, I that's why I like Jonu, and you know I've been friends with him for like almost ten years now. So. Okay. But <clears throat> yeah, um, he no uh, no bullshit with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll tell mm-hmm. me he tells me the good, the bad, and the ugly with the bully kuda. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the negatives that you've seen that you would uh, you definitely have to like train out of them? Well. The dog aggression, mm-hmm. um, because with other larger dogs, they are a very big and powerful dog, and they're athletic. So um, you have to be a dog savvy person, I think, to own a dog like that. Any mm-hmm. type of power breed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do not socialize them well, then they can be more prone to dog aggression. They're typically not human aggressive. They will, if a person is coming and they don't know them, they'll stand up and they'll watch them. They'll guard, you know. If you tell them it's okay, you know, they're very, 
you know, they understand. They're typically, when I take my dogs out, they like to go up to other people like, hey, who are you? But if it's another dog standing with their tail up looking at him, he's going to stand up with his tail up looking back. I have my dog trained. He knows, you know, leave it. Let's go. But if you don't socialize your dog, you don't train your dog, then yeah, that's dog aggression is a trait that, you know, this breed has. Yeah. And like you were saying, it's probably not the <clears throat> the greatest breed for a first time dog owner. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't recommend any type of large breed or mm. power breed for a first time mm -hmm. dog owner. Yeah. But this breed um, is really like, um, they are not a hyper breed. A lot of dogs okay. jump They're you know, all this, all the time. This breed is very cool, calm. They sleep all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you do need to exercise them. You know, they're athletic. They need to go out, but they're not tearing up your house. They're not, you know, bouncing off your walls. They're laying down. You come home, they greet you. They're happy, but they're not jumping on you or knocking you down or anything. Mm -hmm. They're very calm dogs. So I do recommend them for people who want a dog like that. Mm -hmm. uh, have, have you had any health issues with them or? So far, no, mm -hmm. um, but uh, something that I've noticed, uh, you have to be careful with your puppies. If you're adopting mm -hmm. uh, or well, purchasing a puppy, I'm sorry. Um, look at the parents and know the bloodline because some dogs have weak pasterns, you know, or they look like they're flat footed mm -hmm. because they're supposed to have really tight feet, like tight cat feet, mm -hmm. you know. If they have weak pasterns um, and if you grow them too quickly and they have too much weight, they can have, you know, bad bent. And that's something that I've noticed. And occasionally they can have bad hips, but uh, I've only seen that in a couple of dogs. Mm -hmm. But that both of those things are something that happen in all large breeds. And you wow. need to be aware of that when you're mm -hmm. buying a dog like that. Yeah. How many Bullacudas are in the United States, do you know? Um, I don't know for sure. Um, I have I have the two that I imported, you know, years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, I imported two females and two males. Mm -hmm. um, I know another guy in Houston, actually two other people in Houston that have bullies that I didn't import. They, they imported themselves. Um, and there's a guy in Canada. There's somebody in Denver and there's somebody in California. So... Those are all of the people that I know. And we try, we try to keep track of that, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. it's interesting. And, you know, this breed is it's the first one that's coming down here. Mm -hmm. I don't know of any other dog that came before Akuru. Um, you know, uh, so I think I'd say there's probably less than 100. I know there's the one guy in Houston that breed his dogs, but I, uh, he only had a couple of litters, so... You know, mm -hmm. I don't, I think there's probably less than a hundred, maybe 200 at max mm -hmm. here in the United States. And you'll be kind of the first Western kennel to uh, deal with the traditional bully kudo, right? Uh, yeah. I, well, everybody has their type that they like. Mm -hmm. And I think most people strive towards the ancient type. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. So it, your your future plans is to start having a couple of litters and see where that goes from there, or what is what is? Well, your... I never bred my dogs. My my two dogs, they were just pets. They never had puppies. Mm -hmm. um, right now, uh, I I have <laughs> I have five dogs of my own. Only one of them is a bully kuda at this mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not breeding at this time, but my friend Jonu is, and so 
This female, I actually have one female, the little white one that stuck her face here. She's five months old. She's available, and she's in Houston. Okay. So I have her available, and um, anybody who's interested in a puppy will import. Okay. Right now, uh, Joe New, he does breed. He had a really amazing litter just recently. I think there's only one female left, if she's still available from that one. But, yeah, so right now that is what we're focusing on. Eventually, I want to get a nice piece of land, um, but that's going to be – a little bit down yeah right and uh what would uh, uh what would uh, a cost of, of of importing uh bully coated pup puppy be for somebody here in the united states uh well it depends a little bit the shipping prices fluctuate some um but it's usually between two two thousand five hundred and three thousand okay and if you import two at a time it's a little cheaper because we can save on tax okay all right the, the female that I have here, um, we're asking to 500 for her, too. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Right on. <clears throat> Do you I get... imported her in August, is what I was going to say. You imported her? They're on... running around. Yeah. <laughs> they keep distracting me. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Oh. Uh, do you have a lot of inquiries, or is you just starting to get the word out? Or... Yeah, well... Most of it is people who don't know what they are and they want to learn. And um, uh, I have a few, uh, like I imported three of the dogs that I imported were for other clients and they're in their homes now. So um, I just have two puppies here with me mm -hmm. and one of them I'm keeping. So, you know, and then I have a couple other inquiries, people asking to import a little bit in the future. So I think uh, it's, it's a growing thing. Mm -hmm. Do you find that some people are wanting to maybe um... – uh outcross them maybe kind of create their own band dog type situation or is it people that are wanting to get strictly into the bully kudos i haven't met anybody yet who's looking into outcrossing everybody who i've met is running the more ancient type bully okay interesting and um something about that is uh, i think the ancient type is kind of harder to come across and um, it's also almost a dying, you know, if it's not preserved, it could die out. And so I think it's important to, um, with a breed that is, is as rare as a bully kuda, I think it's important to preserve the bloodlines. And in to the, breed them true. And they really aren't, there isn't a lot of them outside of India and, and Pakistan, correct? Is there any other countries no, that have a lot? there really of... isn't a whole lot in either. It's oh, not really? a real common breed even okay. people in india will message me message me in the united states and say what is the bullikuda <laughs> you know southern india you can find them more in northern india than southern india okay yeah i think there's actually more dogs in pakistan than there are in india that's right okay. uh, i don't think um i just think uh you know it's just really difficult to come by the actual pure ancient type um, a lot of the dogs are mixed now because uh, only some groups care about the pure ancient type. Most of the people that have these dogs or a lot of the people that have these dogs are using them for a purpose. And so they're breeding them for that purpose. They don't mm -hmm. care about the purity. They just care about the function. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and a lot of that is dog fighting to be honest. Um, the, the breed is mostly used for dog fighting or um, livestock guarding at this point. And a lot of them are used in hunting um, and even less are used as pets. But some of the people are, you know, it's becoming more common for them to be in the home and be, you know, a pet. Mm -hmm. 
so, you know, I don't, I just think uh, that's, that's the, that's why I think it's important, you know, for me to preserve the breed. I'm not sure if it's going to just go extinct, but I think if um, we don't, you know, focus on preserving the bloodlines and finding the true ancient type dogs that they, you know, they will be less common. Well, like I said, they're not, they're not a crazy dog. They're, they're very, very highly intelligent. They learn so fast. My dogs would pick up on my words that I'm not teaching them. They pick up on those words. Mm -hmm. This breed watches and learns through watching. They just observe and then they know. Mm-hmm. So um, just basic training, you know, as you know, and I, I taught my dog all kinds of fun tricks and, you know, turn off the lights, speak, go and retrieve that for me and bring it, you know, just for fun, just to see what they could do. And th- it impressed me every step of the way. Um, I'm, I, that's why uh, I, I decided to come on this podcast and everything is because I wanted to talk about the, you know, it, it is a dog fighting breed. And I think it's important to talk about that because, uh, you shouldn't hide from the reality of what the dog is, um, but it, you know, it's used in that for, you know, in small parts. That's not the whole history. You know, this dog breed has so much potential beyond that. It's not a crazy, it's not dog aggressive to that extreme, you know, like a pit bull is where you have to chain them away from the other dogs in the yard. They're not that type of dog. They're very, you know, smart and almost human-like mm-hmm. in their and their mannerisms and the way they look at you and the way they understand. Uh, so uh, I don't know. They're just, they're not the crazy evil breed that some people, you know, look at them. And, you know, those people that look at them like that are the same ones that look at pit bulls like that and look at, you know, mm-hmm. even dogos like that or any Tulsa, any breed. Mm-hmm. Most of these breeds are not, you know, everything has their own purpose, their own, you know, they're not really as crazy as uh, people make them out to be. This breed, the thing that amazes me about them most is how gentle, like they're, it seems like they're aware of their size. They're aware of, you know, who they are. Even, even it's a fighting dog, this fighting dog, I see fighting dog. He go. it's actual dog that, you know, is used in dog fights. He goes in the home around other pet dogs and he's there in the family. He does the fight, but he's there at the house with the other dogs, and he's not fighting those dogs. It's he's fighting that dog because that's what his owner is asking him to do. You mm-hmm. know, he's taking them. This is a strange dog. This is what your purpose is. But the dog is not like his. That's not his natural nature. He's sweet, mm-hmm. you know, he's gentle, calm, so calm. I love how calm this breed is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they, but they go. They can go when you ask them to. That's mm-hmm. the thing. They're not bouncing off the walls, but they'll go for it when you ask them to. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that um, <clears throat> you shouldn't run from a dog's lineage and and its heritage. Uh, you know, it's just something that if you're, um, you know, when you when they come here and the, and their pets or and their family guardians or whatever uh, farm dogs. You know, it's just something to be aware of, I think, instead of running away from it, just be aware of it. Um, you know, because there's so many other dogs that we have today that Rottweilers, Pitbulls, that, that are popular, that have the same kind of lineage. Similar history, yeah. And, and I think it's just because there's not very many of them, and it comes from a distant land that people uh, get a little nervous or, you know, kind of look past them because of that instead of you know, hey, this could be a really good breed that uh, 
could add a lot to the dog world here in the United States and Canada. That's how I look yeah. at it. Yeah. Like they call them the beasts from the east, but they're they're really like a gentle giant. Yeah. Well, I found a lot of dogs that that do have come from that lineage. As long as you train them and socialize them, they are. They're very gentle and they're confident in their abilities, so they don't have to act like yes. a, ch- a chihuahua. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just because they know, they, if it came down to it, they can defend themselves. But you know. It's, here in the in the Western world, we just don't we don't need them to do that. So, but yeah. at, the, at the same time, you don't want to, you know, completely neuter them in that way. You still want them to be functional, especially if they're going to guard your land and and your home and your family. So, yeah, it's just the same as a Rottweiler, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So you don't live in the in in a, in a very cold climate, but say somewhere like I do, where it can get below zero in the winter time. Uh, do you think they would do okay, or would they need special attention? And uh, well, I think they probably uh, resist the heat a lot better than the cold because mm-hmm. uh, they have really thin, stretchy, loose skin, um, and they come from the desert a lot. Uh, a lot of them are you know, burning their paws on the sand when they're walking in the videos, you can see that and they're got sunburn, but they're doing fine in the heat. Uh, but they do really good in the cold too. Uh, I, I took my dogs, I went camping in Colorado in the winter time and I was worried. I went, I got so worried about them. I had to go buy them shoes and coats and stuff, but they were just running and rolling in the snow. Like it was, um, you know, not like they loved it, you know, mm-hmm. so they, they were fine. We went hiking. They didn't, you know, so they can withstand the cold pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as long as they have, you know, shelter and they're taken care of good, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're, uh, they can withstand degrees like maybe a Malamute could, but they're, they're pretty good in the cold. Yeah. 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 yeah and, you know, the, to, to me, what I've read about and what I've seen, the Bullicutta is, is definitely a, um, a hardy breed. And obviously where they come from and what they've been used for. And what is the typical what is the typical height and weight? What are you wanting to keep that as and the the standard that you look for? Well, when I first started getting into bully kudas, which was like two thousand ten, everybody was saying that dogs their dogs are forty four inches and all this. So I just I just wanna say they do not get that big. That is that is uh over exaggeration. Um their dogs they're very big dogs, but they're not they're not usually like as tall as a Dane. Okay. Um, they're a little heavier bodied. They can reach that height. They can reach that height, but they're not all that height. Um, the females are a little smaller than the males. The females are usually between uh, 26 and 30, a little over 30. The males are usually between 28 and 32. They can be a little more. We had mm-hmm. we had dogs at Badshaw, um, Multi. They were uh, 34 inches. You know, they can be bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's in the, that's Great Dane size. 32 is Great Dane size. So, um, but yeah, uh, they're, yeah, about, about that size, but they're um, heavier bodied than a Dane, but not like a Mastiff. Uh, so they'll reach uh, between like a hundred on the, on a small dog and maybe uh, our heaviest dog, we had them like at 250. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was bad show. <laughs> okay. 
Well, personally, uh, I like uh, high protein, uh, and I agree with um, raw feeding and that sort of thing. So my dogs get a mixture of kibble and um, raw. So I'll give them, I'll freeze some meat, um, you know, heart, gizzard, some um, uh, chicken, whole chicken sometimes, eggs, that type of thing. And I'll give them a little bit of that for some of their meals, and some of their meals they'll get kibble. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think they would uh, survive. I, I don't think any dog really survives really well on a lot of a grain diet. I think everybody should be aware of uh, what's in their pet food and what they're feeding their dogs. So um, a breed that like that, that needs to, you have to take care of their joints because, um, you know, it's a large breed. And uh, so a breed like that, especially, you know, what they eat over there, they're feeding them ghee, real meat, you know, they give them uh, meat and vegetables. They make real meals with them. They don't just mm -hmm. give them kibble all the time, mm -hmm. like we do over here. So all right. That is what I, uh, that's what I think they they thrive best on. Mm -hmm. And have you seen any issues with their thin coat, maybe some skin issues, or has that been? None of mine have had any skin issues. Um, they have really thin fur. Um, oh, actually, uh, my male, he did get a little bit of a redness on his back one time, mm -hmm. but it was due to f the fleas. Uh, my flea medicine ran out. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think him specifically was a little uh, sensitive to the fleas that we have here, mm -hmm. you know, but um, once he was back on his flea medicine, that he was away. Fine. That so, mm -hmm. Yeah, my female never had any skin issues. He never had any uh, other issues from the foods or the grasses or any allergies or anything like that. They mm -hmm. were pretty good. And do they, are they barkers or do they just bark when they need to alert? They're not crazy barkers. They'll alert um, if some stranger is coming. If they know the person, you know, they'll just get excited or whatever. But if it's a stranger, they'll get up and they'll bark at the person. They'll let you know somebody's coming. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they're not excessive barkers. They're not going to be outside just woo, 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 barking at nothing, you know. They bark with purpose. Mm -hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> what uh, what would you say to somebody who's looking at a big dog, say a Great Dane or a Mastiff breed? What would, uh, how would you sway them to maybe look at a Bully Coda instead of say a um, English Mastiff or a Great Dane or or even a Tosa? Uh, well, it depends on what the person wants out of a dog. If they want a dog that's going to be calm, but a dog that's agile, and a dog that's going to protect them, but it's not going to be aggressive for no reason, I would say get a Bullicuda. Um, I, I love Great Danes. Uh, honestly, most of the Great Danes I know are wimps, and um, um, they get hurt really easily out of their joints, you know, and uh, I had a, a friend of mine had a Great Dane that they had to put down recently because she got bloat, and they fixed it, and she got bloat again, and she died. Um, Blue Kuda are not known for getting bloat. They're not, they can have some weak pasterns if you, you know, go to the wrong bloodline, but for the most part, uh, they're, you know, they have a lot better joints, you know, because they're still used today. Um, I think a lot of the breeds that, you know, are just kind of house pets and they kind of have a lot of inbreeding going on. Mm -hmm. um, they, they kind of lose their function and they kind of lose their health because of it too. Uh, 
Great Danes are also, uh, I think they're kind of gentle giants too, and they're goofy, but they're kind of uh, a little more all over the place, where uh, the Bulukuda is very chill. They're very cool all the time. Uh, I don't know how, another way to say that, but yeah. their, their temperament is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and the English Mastiff, uh, that's a big dog. I love English Mastiffs too, um, but uh, uh, I don't know. I think... I know Mastiffs can be known for their aggression issues, too, and uh, they can have English Mastiffs in particular. They get cancer a lot. Bulukuda are not known for getting cancer. Of course, there's always going to be some dogs. I'm not going to say this dog will never get cancer or it's never going to have hip issues. You know, mm -hmm. it happens. But this breed, as a general, is typically very hardy. So if you want a hardy dog that's very cool-tempered, it's very good with kids and very good with the family, but will protect you from intruders... Blue yeah. All right. Well, any last words? Anything that any you want to convey? And just go ahead and say it. And... Um, I don't know. I guess people want to follow our Facebook page, the Sutra Bulukuda. Um, if anybody's interested in a Bulukuda, they can message me, message Katan, or you just want to Jonu. That's his name. Sorry, his other name. Uh, if you just want to learn more about the breed, I'm happy to talk anytime. Uh, just reach out. Great. Thanks for having me uh, on. Bye. All right. Bye.